Hello and welcome to Jubilee from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come on, all you rounders, let's have a ball. It's another session of Hot Horn Hall, so lace up your boots and listen to me. Let's tear off the top of Jubilee! Guys and gals, drop what you're doing and take a tune into this weekly frantic Philharmonic with the best of the top and the top of the best. This is Gene Norman holding the sack full of glass put together to make you lose your sack. So lean in close and level with me while I run down the list of what is what for the next 30. First, there's that bunch of solid cats with the Dixie beef, the sex set from Hunger. And then on the feminine side, real blonde and pretty, it's Marion Morgan. Lovinia Nash Finger is one of the great choirs of this land. Land dignity to the procession of it with a merry and mellow word or two. It's that great comedian with the hip lip, Peter Lind Hayes. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Say, Gene, what kind of a show is this? What kind of a personality do I have to be?
Thank you, thank you. That was the sex step from hunger with a dash of sugar. My next imitation... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Steve. Let's be honest about this thing. You didn't imitate six guys just then. I distinctly saw them on the stage with musical instruments. I saw and heard them play all the time. Oh, come down, Dean. You're a spy. How am I going to put over this act without your help? Why don't you go over in the corner and play a game of gin rummy with Peter Lind Hayes while I sing a little number for the boys? With Peter Lind Hayes? Well, who are you? I'm Marion Morgan. I'm about to sing from the sex tip of hunger. <laughs> I'm 19. I'm 19 years old, have blonde hair, I'm quite a dish, and I love my work. Well, what are you going to sing, Marion? I'm going to sing It's Only a Paper Moon. I'm dedicating this especially for a lot of guys who don't even know I'm dedicating it to them. So I guess that takes care of everybody. <laughs> well, see, here we go. Marion Morgan. Marion? <laughs> But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believe me. 
That was lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, Keith, that was a wonderful imitation of me. I like it. <laughs> I wish I could do something like that. You know, I wish I was clever. All I can do is be imitated by someone. Well, there's nothing at all, Marion, really. Would you, uh, would you like to have a lesson? Mm, I'd love it. Okay, what would you do if suddenly I were transformed into Ronald Coleman? Well, I'd probably squeal with delight. Well, get ready to squeal, because now I'm Ronald Coleman. I look deep into your eyes, and I say, Ah, man, you are by far the most fantastically beautiful child I have ever seen. Your eyes are like limpid pools, your teeth are like pearls. And when I kiss you... <laughs> Marion... When I kiss you, if you were not a princess, would you keep your mouth shut? <laughs> well, well, that's okay, Peter. But I sort of lean towards complimental gentlemen. Well, that's simple. I merely drop my voice about an octave and look deeply into your eyes and say, Madame, you are beautiful. <laughs> Still not satisfied. You want more for your money? Here's a little short fat man that runs alongside the big fat man. Almost every Warner Brother picture he says, Marion, don't worry. Come over here. I can look at you. I do not want to strangle you. But when I look deep into your eyes and the moonlight on your neck... <laughs> I just had to strangle you, my darling. You know why? Because you looked into my soft-boiled eyes. And now if you will just relax before you die and listen with me to Beethoven's farewell on the banjo. Thank you. 
was the sex set from hunger with a concoction called Beethoven's Farewell to the Banjo. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it gives uh, me uh, great... Uh, uh, excuse me a minute, Pete. I yes, was playing a hand of gin with Peter Lim Hayes over on the bass drum and... Well, something occurred to me. That's fine, Gene. I wish something would occur to me. You do? Certainly do. Here I am lost in several personalities, not a one to call my own. If you only knew how heavy laden I am going through life, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, being everyone but myself. <laughs> Cheer up, Pete. I think maybe I can help you. How, Gene? Well, like this. Instead of having Pete Hayes imitate the sex set from Hunter... We'll have the sex set from Hunger in the safe Pete Hayes. Well, that's a wonderful idea. Do you think they'll do it? Of course, Pete, with Eddie Stravanek in the sex set. Here's a split personality tune in honor of Pete Lynn Hayes. One half of the band cuts out with It Happened in Monterey. The other half rolls right through the notes and measures of The Sheik of Arabic. Take it, gentlemen. personality too, and I couldn't have enjoyed it more even if I'd have brought along my other head. Monterey and the Sheik. But enough of this nonsense. Comes time now when the hallowed walls of old Jubilee soften to the great harmonies of one of the great choirs of these United States. We are honored to present this outstanding group of singers with a preview of a portion of their coming concert in Embassy Auditorium over in Los Angeles next month. Let's give a royal welcome to the Lavinia Nash Singers.
Chanting the Lavinia Nash singers. Hey, Pete, before we fold up this circus tent and not so silently steal away, why don't you do that great impression of the punchy fighter, you know? All right, Gene. Calls for a little explanation, fellas. Uh, this is an old character that I had the pleasure of meeting when I was stationed in New York. I used to loiter around Central Park, and every time this old cat would see a group of soldiers loitering in the vicinity, he'd always talk up a terrific storm about his earlier fisticuff adventures. Frankly, he's a little tired mentally from having his head handed to him for 20 or 30 years in the prize ring. But if for the moment you'll imagine that you're just loitering around Central Park, we'd like you to meet a whimsical fellow named Punchy Callahan. Little mood music, Yeti. Callahan, Sonny, I'm one of the greatest light heavyweights ever carried out of the ring. You never heard of me? You guys want to hear about my first fight? You got an hour? I was hanging around Stillman's gym one day, minding my own business, and naturally being a newcomer in the fight game, the first thing I needed was the manager. Well, sir, there was a little old-time lightweight there by the name of Scappy. He says, Callahan, I ain't doing nothing. I'll handle you. Well, I needed somebody that knew the ropes, and this chappy looked like he'd been on them plenty, so I signed up for him. First cat out of the box, he says, Callahan, what you need for your first opponent is a guy with a lot of experience, so that you, in turn, can absorb his experience. <laughs> so he booked me on an $11 club date at the YMCA with a monster named Murder and Murk. Oh, what a boot. First round, he busted my nose, my eye went down, my ear went up like a balloon, so I decided to play it cozy, see? I get back to my corner, I says, hey, Scappy, how am I doing? He says, you're doing great, son, he ain't laid a glove on you. So I told him to keep his eye on the referee, somebody was knocking my brains out, see? <laughs> so I turned to him, I says, Scappy, come on with a little advice, you're my manager. He says, well, avoid him, avoid that fellow. 
He's avoiding. What do you want me to do, leave town? <laughs> Guy's pulverizing me. He says, we'll faint a little more. He says, I will if he belts me again. <laughs> now we get out there. Mind you, I ain't laid a glove on him since we shook hands. See? <laughs> round and round we go. Step and jab. Boom, he did it again. Another overhand smash on the top of the head and busted my shoelaces. <laughs> oh, this guy could really punch, see? I had him worried in the second round. He thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> anyway, round and round we go. Step and jab, step and jab. And all of a sudden, a fortunate thing happened. See? He maneuvered me into my corner, and I stumbled into a clinch. Now, I'm holding him real tight, and I'm whispering a lot of silly things in his ear. I'm saying, take it easy, buddy. It's an $11 club date. It's not a matter of life or death. But he's working on me inside, see? And I'm holding him. All of a sudden, I look over his right shoulder, and I recognize a familiar face in the third row. It was me. See? <laughs> I get back up, and I crawl back in the ring, round and round, see? And all of a sudden, I get a brilliant idea. Now's the time for strategy. He who fights and runs away, etc. So I get near my corner, and I give Scappy the old winkers. I give him the office. I say, Scappy! Throw the towel in. Scappy looks up and says, No! That's Scappy. We still game. See? <laughs> round and round we go. Step and jab. And oh, it's monotonous. How much can a man take? I say, Scappy, throw the towel in and throw it in now. I don't think I'll be coming around this way again. <laughs> That's the story. This Scappy wasn't afraid for me to fight anybody. Huh? Am I married? I, of course, I'm married, son. Did you ever see an Irishman over 30 that wasn't married? I got the most beautiful little woman you ever laid eyes on. I'm going to go home and see her some night. <laughs> you know, you think in my youth that I won her with my muscles and my biceps. That had nothing to do with it. I won't marry with my pipe. I used to sing like a meadowlark, one of them screaming Irish tenors, you know. Just to sing the choice uh, you wouldn't have known my voice 20 years ago. I tell you what happened to my pipes. I was sparring around at Philadelphia Jack O'Brien's with an old-time fighter named Stanley Ketchell. All of a sudden, Ketchell hit me a shot right in the sound box, right in the larnix. It went boing. <laughs> I've been singing three-part harmony ever since. Oh, that Ketchup could punch like a buzz, so I watched him build a kid out in two minutes the first round, a young kid with strong legs, see, a dancer, see, Ketchup dancers two courses with him, hit him a shot in the muscle, and the kid went down like an ironing board when you, uh, uh, what's that, officer? You want to see my draft card? Well, which war? <laughs> I'm a father, officer. Huh? I say I'm a father. Before Pearl Harbor. Before Pearl White. Come <laughs> over I got two kids in the South Pacific. Give you 10 pounds and belt your brains out. You're drunk now. Go take your troubles up to the mayor. What am I, a bum one? Huh? Oh, I know, officer, but you should have a little respect for your elders. I'm twice as old as you are. I was a top kick in the last war. I used to spank punks like you. And my outfit was so rough, the chaplain went over the hill. (laughs) 
commanding officer wasn't born, he was issued. <laughs> That's a corker, isn't it? So get off my aching back. I'm Punchy Callahan. I'm a darn fine American. Don't you forget it. That badge doesn't frighten me. I'll ram it down your tonsil, son. I got friends downtown. I'll have you shipped to Brooklyn. Still go a few rounds if you'd like to try me out. Gave you a start with your badge and your billy club in that notch. I'm sorry, boys. This bum's running me out of the park. I'll see you around them. at the caboose of the old Goose Goose. But before you shed a tear, take note of this. We'll be popping in on your lap just about seven from here and now. So make a try to latch on to this fine fish fry. 
This is Peter Lind Hayes gathering up all the loose ends and tying up this little parcel with a couple of more sentences. Take it easy, have fun. Goodbye, and good luck, and we'll be waiting for you. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Ha <laughs> ha!